Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Let's see, $18 beers, $14 cheeseburgers at the 2022 PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Good morning. Welcome in. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Now, I've made a lot of dumb purchases in my life, but I don't think I have ever paid $18 for a beer. Now, I think I paid 11, 12, maybe, maybe more than that. I don't know. At an NBA game. So, in the in the Pelican uh, Smoothie King Arena, when you go to the Pelicans game, they've got these Corona bars, which are really cool. Well done. I may have to ask my Tito's guys, because they have season tickets down there for the Pelicans. They also have a Tito's bar in the Smoothie King arena, which is really which is cool. Smart. Yeah, very smart. Uh I I think maybe eleven to twelve bucks for a, a corona at the Smoothie King arena, but eighteen dollars for a beer. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, I wasn't surprised when my Tito's in Vegas was Whatever it was, 20 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a lot of money in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 18 bucks for a beer, $14 for a cheeseburger. Well, do you remember what it the is? The Masters when is they, two bucks. What is it when they come here? Do you remember? I don't. I'm, I, that's a great question. Like, it, I, don't, it, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not. The, the whole Augusta thing is a little bit 
skewed. No Just, question. Yeah, because they purposefully take a loss on certain things in order right. to create the atmosphere. To make two hundred million on another spot. Yeah. Right. So so that's a little bit misleading. But realistically, I mean I would I would expect if I went to the PGA event here to spend what, eight dollars for a beer? Oh, yeah, you're gonna pay I mean, maybe nine Maybe more than that. Well I think in I think in Davis Wade and Vault Hemingway we pay eight to ten. Seven. Isn't it seven at state? I don't know. I think it I thought I remembered spending it in increments of seven, but I could be wrong. Okay. Uh so I'd like your reaction. Ag up equipment text line. What do you think about eighteen dollar beers at the at the PGA championship? Six oh one eight eight five three seven seven six. That's our Ag Up Equipment text line. You can hit us up on Twitter at Bo Bounds. Tweet to us, follow us, and also want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast and Spotify, searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds, and hitting the podcast. We had a great day yesterday. Had a great weekend. Evidently, y'all y'all got back into the the Dave Bartu stuff on ranking uh, the best and worst offensive and defensive coordinators in the SEC. And our fun show in Memphis in May with Jeff Jones around grilling and smoking and and all the fun stuff that guys and gals like to do. Um, But that was cool. Great weekend on the pod. Thanks for listening to it on the boat, back porch, walking in the neighborhood, working out at Fondren Fitness, wherever you are. I mean, just blast it in your office. Go ahead and let everybody hear it. I mean, if you're in a law firm today, Go ahead and just run it through a speaker and get that podcast going. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. <laughs> if you're in a CPA firm, you know, if you're at Entergy, if you're at wherever, if you're at Ergon, I want it on every floor. Let's let's get the podcast rolling, right? Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, search the Out of Bounds show with Bo Bounds. I think it'll get you a raise. If your boss hears it, go ahead and hook it up to, the, like Robert St. John our, our wonderful friend in Hattiesburg says that he just asks Alexa 105 down the zone and boom, the out of bounds show. There you go. So, um, all right, back to what we were talking about. Um, well, I'm sorry. I, what I, I did have some uh, information on the Deshaun Watson stuff on the trip to the Bahamas. Okay. I texted my buddy who charters jets for a living. Is it more 300,000? No, he can get it. He can get one in a week. From Cleveland, Ohio to the Bahamas <clears throat> to Nassau for seventy k, that would fit thirty people. That he seems low to me. It's but all that's it's all about time. It's all about when you go and whether or not the plane has to stay there or if they can charter it out of there for someone else. Ah, yeah, that makes See, sense. See, you too. don't keep the plane there usually. So if they can, if if somebody's going out when you're going in, you can they can work all that out and they can. But yeah, so he said. Uh, he was like, "Why you need a chart?" He asked me why I asked him. I was like, oh, "I'm looking for Deshaun Watson." Where does your Where does your guy work? Uh, out of live? Houston. He's out of Houston. Oh, Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. But he goes. Yeah, they to don't New- have any chartered flights on a daily basis. No, he goes. He goes to New York back and forth. So it's like New York and Houston is where he the works. The wealth out of. in the metro area of Houston, Texas, billions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what he he said. All gas energy. He said I it's really not as it expensive as you would think it is to charter a jet. Okay. Well, we've done it a few times, and I think it is. But anyway. 
Um, it's all, I guess it's all about relativity, yeah. right? And I think it's more than that, but maybe maybe huh? he sent me the picture. Okay. He literally sent me the listing. It's seventy k to get to get. So it. I had a guy listing who is part of a private jet charter where you buy in, and and he said it's it's yeah. a lot of money. I believe it, and he's flown all over, especially if you're getting. It, it sounds like what he's doing is having one on retainer too. Yeah, which is more expensive than a one off. Yeah, like a one off rental is not. It's not quite as bad. When you're trying to keep a jet on retainer so that it's there when you need it, that's more expensive. That makes sense. Because you're paying to keep it grounded, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's big boy money. Ooh. That's to- that's a totally different. But still, let's just say, let's round up, say you're dropping 100000 Yeah. That's still. I think that's fair. That's still a lot of money to to fly 30 people to the Bahamas. And it's it's just your bill. It's not 100K divided by 30. It's 100K to Deshaun Watson. That's right. Yeah, that's the and we, difference. And we debated how does Deshaun Watson, like, so the American Express black card is pretty prestigious. And you, you've got a big boy limit on that. And you have to be making some nice cheddar. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there's got to be cards that are even above that for certain people. Yeah, the non-public card, right? right. Yeah. Like you said... Um, you know, what does Jeff Bezos do when he's trying to do a big trip like that? Yeah. And I know he doesn't handle it. He's got who knows how many CFOs and COOs and blah, blah, blah. But when you're spending that level of money, I would think, you know, these people are not dumb. These, I love when people who are like, look at wealthy people, they're like, oh, how how do they do that? Well, they do things a certain way to maintain wealth, right? Absolutely. These are people who are typically very frugal and a lot of times very um, conscientious of every dollar they spend and what they get back for it. You're like, why do you care so about Desha- that $3 Deshaun's sandwich? Deshaun's going to spend a half a million on this. He's going to get a, a million and a half points. He, that's, that's what he wants. And I think all these people operate that way. Whatever. Like, I think it's a concierge. A, Way above and beyond anything you and I would ever the get. Yeah. <laughs> American Express pearl blue or black card or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, I, I think that there I think is there a are next other level. levels. Yep, kind of like when a friend of mine talked about taking a private tour at Disney World, and he said, "Yeah, it was cool." He said, "There's ones for like when Tiger Woods takes his kids." Yeah, and that's another level. Yeah, yeah, like the number he calls to work out uh, Deshaun when Deshaun Watson has a credit card thing he needs to work out is not the number on the back of the card right it's a di- it's a different number because <laughs> I, I i'm betting he's spending a cool five between the rooms if it's 100k to fly and then you add another 100k for all the suites i would think for 30 people at least and then another 100k for all the meals he's gonna pay i mean you're at 300,000 before you've even added in anything else extracurricular yeah and i think you can order anything you want on the wine list and that gets into a whole nother ball game uh the out of bounds show is brought to you by rpt and rick's pro truck rpt commercial in pearl by the airport right across from the skelly sleep store steve robertson 9 30 on the corona premier guest line Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why is there air? Just trying to find some recruits. Hey, did you tell me that Mike Leach was in Branson, Missouri over the weekend? Yeah. And it is that because someone like posted a picture with him or something? Yeah. How did that play out? He for was you? Uh, he was at a Elvis tribute show or something like that that is really so mike leach i don't know exactly what uh he was at but yeah he was at a a elvis some type of elvis show and someone took a picture with him because of course he was at an elvis show in branson missouri okay all right so leach at an elvis show nothing about uh tribute show nothing about that surprises me. i don't know it could have been the real elvis <laughs> in branson missouri <laughs> Why not? You don't think Elvis is actually dead, do you? You're not one of those conspiracies. I don't know. I just went to Vegas. Yeah. I I think I saw him. Yeah. I always maintain. We kept you out of those wedding chapels. Yeah. I always maintain. Do you remember? uh, You left that night because you had to jump on a plane. Yes. uh, Early the next day. So after we had dinner at Top of the World, was it called Top of the World, Blake? Yes. Top of the something? I believe that's correct. Okay. Anyway, the, the, the people that were with us were super kind to take us to dinner and uh didn't you think that was a good meal it was very good yeah everything out there was good it, we, we didn't miss that's and that's because of our listeners and friends of the show and so on but afterwards we went and and to this new casino i don't remember the name it's like swank you could yes. tell everybody there was under 30 and 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 we went to this cigar bar what were you doing there and they we got some great cigars oh believe amazing it. They don't do anything halfway. But on the way, we were walking from top of the world to this new swanky casino. And you saw some wedding chapels. Yeah, and so I took some pictures <laughs> and was like, we kept Blake out of the... I don't think there was ever a concern that I yeah, was... We, we kept you out of the... You know, I've been to Vegas a few times, but I'd never... And we know people go there and, and get married or go there and make bad decisions and get married. Mm-hmm. But I finally ran across that little strip of those little, cha- and one yeah. of them was an Elvis uh, chapel. Oh, I believe it. I'm going to post it on the social. Yeah, I, I there was little to zero chance of me back to up Branson, there. Missouri, real yeah. quick. Have you ever been? Yeah, uh, it sounds terrible. It's fantastic. It's not Silver Dollar I don't City. Believe it. So much fun. I, I don't believe oh. any. I, I, I had a friend last year. Like, there's evidently a. I don't believe this by any stretch. There's a resort or something up there. Yeah. And this guy can kind of go where he wants. Yeah, well, he can. And and, and they went up as a family. Yeah. And they went to, I, I'm thinking I would pick 9,000 places 
before I would pick Branson, Missouri. It's so much fun. They Will, have a water park. Reeves, have y'all ever been to Branson, Missouri? Okay, good. See, all right. So They've, we've got some people that understand. No, see, you're being snooty and elitist. I'm okay? not. Yes. You just took a three-week vacation Branson, to Branson is 100% a fun place to go. It's a theme park. It, it's, it's, it's not. It's redneck. Every other person has a Dale Jr. cutoff t-shirt on, which is fantastic. I've already been to Talladega. The amount of... The amount, yeah, but... Talladega doesn't have a theme park. This does. This is a oh, it's this a is, circus. They this may is not a, have a theme park. Roller coasters. They've got the caricature artists. They've got a water park there. They actually have like, a spot of it's awesome. RVs where women don't wear their yeah shirts. Yeah, Talladega in Branson, Missouri. You're thankful it they would do make wear their shirts. Mardi Gras blush. Yeah. Listen, Branson, you you need to. Don't shake a stick at Middle America, okay? Because I've Middle America, been to Omaha. Middle America is where this country was founded. All right, this, I, that's the bra- the backbone of America is Branson, Missouri. I'm with you, and I love the people out in Omaha, Nebraska, and I've been four times, and I'm actually good there too. But I'm not going to Branson, Missouri, dude. You're missing out. I mean, unless like my daughter goes to columbia i do agree you would not be able to appreciate it but she's actually average, got those type grades i don't have to worry about you know my son but yeah the average person would love branson missouri because it is no it they is wouldn't. trashy theme park america and it's fun roller coasters i don't rednecks. do roller coasters i know see you're missing that's my point you don't appreciate the finer things in life ah okay. like roller coasters okay and sausage on a stick and turkey legs and water parks no, i like that turkey leg that yeah. you that you ate at oh, the NFL high, draft? That was a high-level turkey leg. That was, a, that was another level. That was a high-level turkey leg. There's no uh, doubt about that. Um, yeah, dude. I went to... We did a family vacation where my family and my cousins from Macon, Georgia, we met at Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. In July. The reason I remember it in July is it was the same time that yeah, the MLB... that's what I want to do. I want to go to Branson, Missouri in July. Well, that's when the water park's where, when it Where it's 120 degrees and your T-shirt sticks to you, and I want to be around a bunch of people that you're describing. That's why nobody wears sleeves. Ah. Yeah. So you pulled Larry the Cable Guy. Dude, it is it's uh, it is incredible. I mean, the amount so of So basically, you're here. telling me there's a lot of Larry the Cable Guy, Brett Favre-dressed Heck people there? yes. Okay. Branson's awesome. I'm telling you. It's this is it's just I'm like a fat Brett Favre. For as far as the eye can see, it's fat Brett Favre's. It's incredible. And women who only appear on Dog the Bounty Hunter shows, it is elite, elite vacation. That show's good for like five minutes. Oh Um, my gosh. It's you could live it in Branson, Missouri. I bet you could. You could live it in Mississippi. It's fantastic. uh, Okay. Yeah, you it's it's the same this goes back to the same reason that you don't appreciate Cracker Barrel. And I know we're not going to talk about that, but I'm just saying it's the same principle. I do idea. not appreciate Cracker Barrel. Because it's you You feel that you've moved on from those things and you can't appreciate the down-home goodness that they I will they bring. go smash a breakfast sandwich from an unbelievable, from a, an unbelievable breakfast sandwich from a gas station. Yeah, I, I'm that's not, fine. I love hole-in-the-walls, dives. If you want to go to CS's today... We'll we'll smash a cheeseburger. Branson, Missouri is the Cracker Barrel of America, and you just can't appreciate it. <laughs> That's true, and you're right. I'm, I'm I don't I don't saying. want any part of either one of those. <laughs> you're right, but there's a reason Cracker Barrel still exists today because it's a mainstay. I'm I, you can call me whatever you want. I'm going to be at Surfing Deer on yeah. Sunday night. This is why Fred thinks you buy skinny jeans and bow ties. <laughs> this, <laughs> this topic right here. <laughs> That's funny. 
Standard PH Fred is, has uh, disappeared since Mississippi State went in the tank in baseball. Oh, man. He may have been hanging out with Mike Leach in Branson, Missouri. Um, I mean, if, if it's good enough for Mike Leach, Bo, it's good enough for me. That's just, that's my motto in life. I wish you could have seen the way that Mike Leach was dressed in Vegas out when he got out of his suit. I bet it was incredible. Okay. I'm not talking about when he was in the green room with Charles Cross when you and I were there at the NFL yeah. draft and everybody saw him on TV and he looked, I mean, don't get me wrong, he had a good looking suit on. I bet that suit costs like $500. It, 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 <laughs> no way Mike, Mike Leach has never spent $2,000 no, on, on, no, on a suit. No chance. I've talked to people around him. He is notoriously frugal. Cheap. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, but let's just say you're right. That that suit probably cost him 500 bucks. Yeah. He makes $6 million a year. <laughs> so he's doing okay. All right. But when I met Leach after the draft. Yeah. Cargo shorts? <laughs> no, no, no. He had on jeans oh, and man. a sweatshirt. Proud of him. And we're in the Cosmopolitan. I mean, when I tell you people in there are dressed to go out to nightclubs, and I mean, it's just nothing but a thump, thump. You know, you're in the center bar of the Cosmopolitan. And, I mean, it's just... And there's 9,000 women in there. Yeah. Okay. And Leach and I are hanging out, and he's in jeans and a sweatshirt. Yeah, that's called uh, don't care money. That is don't care money. He says, I'm rich enough and also don't care. He's he's made $30 million. He doesn't care. Yeah. (laughs) He wears sweatshirts and jeans. Uh, this guy says Branson, Missouri is not fun. <laughs> See, low, if you listen, if you can't have fun in low places, then you're not you're not my type of guy. That's all I gotta say to you. Listen. You're as bougie as anybody I know. When we were at Vegas, I mean, although you missed the dinner at Lavo, I slum it down. All right, I slum with the with the regs, the norms. No, you don't. Yeah, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop and independent roofing systems. Also, Live Oaks Golf Club. What a great week to go to Live Oaks. LiveOaksGC.com. Smash a cheeseburger today at Roosevelt's. Steve Robertson next. The button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. I just pulled a Chris Brooks, and I let the uh, music, I think, play for 60 seconds. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of bounds. We love Chris Brooks. By the way, hope Brooksy's doing well. Um, we may catch up with him soon. Uh, shots fired on the Ag Up Equipment text line towards me. And by the way, I'm your host, Bo Bounds. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, driven by Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com for your next car, truck, SUV. Resdog says Bo can't even go to Orange Beach. He damn sure isn't going to Branson, Missouri. That is not true. I I like I love Orange Beach. I've been there a million times. I'm going back. OBA, baby. 
Um, I mean, I wish I was at the keg today with the smash and a cheeseburger. Give me some Doc's gumbo. Should we just leave? <laughs> I, I'll go to Big Fish with you, and and that's another wonderful place. There's any number of places that I can go in OBA. See and Suds been there since like 1960. So. I spoke to the Orange Beach Gulf Shores Touchdown Club in November. And uh, that was a trip. Oh, did I tell you about my Uber driver in Memphis? And she had her kid with her and and the kid puked. Wait, no, no, you didn't tell me about this. All one. right, so Friday, before we go to Steve Robertson, um, be, I get in the car to go into Memphis in May on Thursday. To, from my, I'm downtown. It's at the Liberty Bowl Stadium. I know it's usually on the bluffs, on the river. They moved Yeehaw, it to renovate. Baby. Okay. I get I get in my Uber. This lady has her kid in there with her. The kid's probably two, and it pukes. And I'm like, I, like I, can't, you, I can't do it. You just called a child it. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm downtown, and by the time the kid barfs, I'm, at the, I'm driving by the Peabody. And I go, hey, excuse me, I just had a friend hit me, just drop me off here. I mean, because I had 15 minutes left to go to get to Liberty <laughs> Bowl Stadium. You didn't want to ride in the puke car? No. And, and and the car was already, you know, gross. And look, this was probably a lady who's struggling, and, and I, I still gave her a five-star rating and, and tip and all that. But I had to bail, and I, I was on the phone with Parrish Alford. I was like, Parrish, I got to go. And so eventually, a couple days later, I had to be like, hey, Paris, here's why I had to hop off. And he was laughing because I told him about that the whole funny. Uber puking and the whole thing. At least it didn't puke on you. It was hard to get Uber drivers in Memphis. Evidently, a bunch of them have quit because of gas prices. Ah. First time I got dinged, this has never happened. I've taken 800 Uber rides. First time I got dinged, it was 27 minutes. To you wait? know me. I'm not waiting 27 minutes for an Uber. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get more into that later. You would never last a day in Branson, Missouri. No. I, I, but I acknowledge, like, I acknowledge have, my shortcomings. Yeah, yeah. I'm very aware that I don't want to go to Branson, Missouri. You're not built for Branson, as we like to say yeah, in the club. B- built Branson strong or whatever. <laughs> Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by Mack Ike and Flowood. Steve Robertson joins us on the Corona Mirror guest line. Steve, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm enjoying the show. Um, I I had an Uber ride in New Orleans. It was kind of memorable here recently. You know, I was down there for the Tulane series and, you know, I don't drink anymore, but I, you know, I love New Orleans and uh, I guess I'm one of the few, but I just love the vibe of the city and all the interesting characters down there and, and uh, had a uh, Uber driver pick me up and, you know, she was, uh, I guess you'd say kind of from Creole descent, had an incredible accent and, uh, but halfway through there, she says, well, I appreciate you just kind of being a good dude. And I said, well, I, I, okay, sure. You know, she said, half the people I pick up, like they've had something to drink and they all want to pick me up and bring me home. And I, I thought to myself, Man, what a what a miserable existence that has to be that you're just out there grinding, trying to make a living for your kids. And you can't even pick somebody up and bring them to Bourbon Street without getting propositioned. You know, it's just uh, it's an interesting world. It is. It is an interesting world. Uh, people should write a book, especially if you've been in like once you once you cross the two hundred trips line in Uber. Um, I think that's almost book worthy. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. All right, Steve, 
Uh, I'm not going to get into the Tennessee series and all that because I think that'll be a disaster uh, this weekend. But as far as looking at the program, baseball program overall for Hell State and Lamonis and the crew, um, does he have to do something drastic to get back on track? Or is that just the extreme overboard piece of the fan base on our show, Gene's page, wherever, and this will be more of a few moves here and there and they can get this thing back going? Well, the first thing, you know, the, the most vocal fans are, are kind of prisoners of the moment. You know, they're, they're guys that think, oh, my gosh, it's always going to be like this forever. And, you know, uh, that's just not the case. But I, I wouldn't say it has to be drastic, but it, it can't just be a moderate move. You know, I think you've got to go out and get, you know, some meaningful players in the portal. And, you know, I hear there'll be, at least four, possibly as many as half a dozen guys. And, you know, of course, you need to go find some pitchers. But, uh, you know, I, I hear that they that they need a center fielder and they need a middle infielder and, you know, possibly a catcher and, and uh, probably a left-handed starter. I mean, you got to get some guys out there that, uh, you know, can be stopgap guys while these younger guys develop. I mean, you know, you feel good about some of these younger guys. I mean, Slade offered, you know, had kind of got a, a cup of coffee this year. But, uh He's a guy that really high on, of course, Hunter Hines and, you know, Cade Smith and, uh, you know, Pico Khan. I mean, those are guys that you can kind of build a program around. But you've got to go out and get some dudes that can bring some production next year while these some of these younger guys, uh, you know, develop. I spoke to Ross Highfield yesterday from Madison Central. Very, very impressive young man. And, you know, he's a guy, too, that will likely be drafted. But, um, you know, signability is the issue there. You know, it's like – how much money does he want? You know, what is he willing to take to forego his college career? And I, I I don't know that he gets it, but I think that he's a guy that's very intriguing. But if you're Mississippi State, you got to get that guy on campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a guy, you know, that can be, you know, potentially, you know, two-and-a-half-year starter. You know, maybe he comes in as a freshman, catches in the midweek, and maybe a little bit on the weekends. But then as a sophomore and a junior, you know, he's your guy. And, Guy's a heck of an athlete, you know, for for a catcher, and and I don't mean that, you know, in any way disrespectful to catchers, but you know, this is a guy that gets triples. I mean, this is a guy that uh, can can run the bases for you, and so that's a level of player you got to get. But right now, you got to go out and get some guys. You got to go out and get some Scotty DeBrules and some R.J. Yeagers, some guys that can come in that have already seen Division One pitching. It's a huge curve. I mean, that's the thing I don't think people fully appreciate is like, you know, even for a catcher. Until you've caught an SEC breaking ball, until you've had to block one of those things up in the dirt with a runner at third and 15,000 people screaming at you, you don't know. You don't know that you can do it until you've actually done it. And so uh, you need some guys, I think, to kind of serve as a stopgap to kind of get this thing back on track. And I feel confident they'll do that. I mean, they've already made some adjustments to the recruiting uh, class, which, of course, will enable them to to be a little more aggressive in the portal. But, you know, you look at what LSU has done, you look at what Auburn's done and Arkansas and A&M, you know, all of those teams went out and got some guys that are key contributors this year out of the portal, and many of those from the G5, and I think that's awfully interesting. Uh, Steve Robertson, Hale State Insider, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard podcast on the Out of Bounds show. For our listeners, he's referencing Ross Highfield, um, superstar out of Madison Central. And uh, I agree with Steve. I think his signability will be, you know, they're really going to have to throw out a big number. Uh, you know, I know his dad. A lot of parents are not ready to put a, a an 18-year-old on a bus. 
around the country. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. He will be drafted, but um, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, all right, Slate Alford, you mentioned uh, he does look like a guy who's got some some potential, some talent, some pop, probably hasn't received the ABs that he wanted this year. You do believe, though, that he will be asked to come back, Steve? I don't think there's any question. I mean, I, that, his ceiling is really, really high. I Defensively, agree. he is elite defender, has some natural power. And, you know, you think about him and Aaron Downs and, and Hunter Hines, and, you know, that, that, that could be kind of like another one of those trios. I mean, you know, you look at what you had with Rowdy and T.A. and to a lesser extent Josh Hatcher, but, you know, that class kind of grew up together. And Mississippi State benefited with three trips to Omaha. I'm not going to sit here and say that all these young guys, you know, next year take you to Omaha. But, you know, when you look at the jump, that these guys make from year one to year two. And you look at what Hunter Hines has already done. And, you know, he's the guy, you know, and since Palmero hit 18 back in 83, you know, Hunter Hines is the only one as a freshman that has really challenged that number. And so, and you see over the course of the season, now he's willing to take that ball the other way. Now he's willing to take a walk and, you know, he's maturing right in front of our eyes. And so you begin to think about the building pieces you have, you feel really good about that, but you know, can, those guys do enough next year to get you back into a hosting situation. At this point, I'd say probably no. I think you've got to go out and supplement that talent with some proven guys out of the portal. And and certainly this staff needs pitching. I mean, you've got to go out and find some guys, uh, not just starters, but you've got to find some guys that can go out there and eat up innings in a relief role. And, and that's where state struggle. That's the story of the season is bad relief pitching and the lack of clutch hitting. And so I think True. some veteran hit address that and you go out and get a couple of guys it, it, goodness but i mean even if you go get like a number two guy from a g5 guy a g5 program on the weekend that guy helps you in a number of roles and and there are a lot of those guys too that just want a taste of the power five to kind of improve their own draft stock and put themselves in a position they can make some money long term and so it's a mutually beneficial situation state's got to take full advantage steve robertson on the corona premier guest line i, I want to talk tanner allen we talked about him with you. You wrote the book, uh, Dogpile. Uh, you went to all the games last year. And I think we all realize how amazing of a player he was. But Blake and I were debating this yesterday. You know, that that's a, that's a tough spot to be considered one of the best ever in the program because of Clark and Palmero and that shadow. And then Mangum, although different, what he did was incredible. But, you know, you could make an argument. Tanner Allen, 99% chance he doesn't have the same pro career as Will and Raffi. But, Steve, you could argue he may be the best player or the most, the biggest impact in the program, in the history of the program. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's a very accurate statement because there are a lot of guys out there that are great college players that don't project well on the next level. I mean, you know, they're like T.A. is a great guy. Like, you look at him and say, okay, what is he, 5'10 and spikes? I mean, you know, that guy's not the prospect he built, you know, but he, that guy is an elite hitter. That guy is a winning baseball player, and that's what Mississippi State needs. I mean, when you look at kind of the difference between, like, say, Mississippi State and, like, Texas, in some cases, Florida, you know, they're going to go chase that prospect guy. You know, they're going to go get that guy that's got the Major League Baseball build. I think one of the things John Cohen did a great job of when he was here. It's just identifying guys that are great baseball players, regardless of size, regardless of the metrics and all that kind of stuff, regardless of what the pro scouts say. You go get winning baseball players, and that's what Rowdy Jordan and T.A. were. They were winners. 
And they brought that with them. And how many times last year did the game always find T.A.? Your state needs a big hit in the eighth or ninth. Incredible. And just so happens that that's, that's the guy coming up. You know, this year it's been a much different situation. And this is in no way, you know, being critical of these guys. Because if, if Tanner Allen's your measuring stick, most people aren't going to measure up. Right. right. So, but how many times has it been, you know, Lane Forsythe? How many times has it been, you know, Jess Davis? You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes things just don't fall your way. And, you know, it just seemed like last year, every time State needed a big hit, the top of the order always seemed to come up in key situations, and they came through. I mean, I go back to that old Miss series last year. You know, that is a nip-and-tuck series. It went down to Sunday, and, and that Sunday game was ultra-competitive. And then you bring in Broadway, who had been great for Ole Miss last year. I mean, you got a best-on-best situation there with Broadway and T.A. And what does T.A. do? He rips a, a bases clear and triple uh, into the right uh, field gap, and the game's over. You know, and so how many times this year has State in those big moments in a best-on-best situation been able to get that hit? Well, you could probably count them on one hand. You know, where last year it was a pretty common occurrence. And so, yeah, it, will T.A. ever make the big leagues? I don't know. Maybe maybe he has a cup of coffee someday. But the guy's a winner. And I think that's what State has to identify. Is not the guy that's, you know, 6'4 and a half, 6'5", 200 pounds, that looks good at the combine. But a guy, when the game is on the line, is going to get the big hit and not be intimidated by the moment. I, I think you nailed it right there. Mangum, T.A., Rowdy, Landon Sims. Just, you know, 0.01% winners. And uh, that's what it takes to, to get to the promised land and, and do all the things that you, that you want to do. All right. Um, I just had a question from a listener. I know, you, I know I asked you last Thursday. You don't think that the staff has given up on Fristo and you fully expect him to be back, correct? Yeah, I mean, unless he just decides himself to move on. You know, sometimes guys decide on their own that I just need a fresh start. And, you know, I, I don't think in any stretch you look at Frisco and say, okay, we're ready to put him on a scrap heap of college baseball. I mean, you know, he's shown flashes. I mean, the thing with him is it's just it's a mental maturity. You know, that's, you saw it last year. I mean, it's like the guy's pitching on Sundays and all of a sudden the games get bigger as the season goes on. And so he is either pitching to win a series He's either pitching the sweeper series or he's pitching the salvage a game. That Sunday spot is not for the, the meek. You know, a lot of people don't fully appreciate that. I mean, every start you have on Sunday is a very, very important one. And I think at times last year he kind of hit the mental wall and that he didn't win a starting spot in rotation this, this year. And I think that kind of hurt his confidence a little bit. So now he's trying to figure out what what's my role on this team. And I think it took him about halfway through the year. I would really say maybe at Arkansas or perhaps at Memphis where he kind of embraced, okay, this is my role. Let me go make the best of this. And, you know, he wants to be on the weekends. And so, yeah, could that be a situation where he decides, you know what, maybe I drop down and go to G5 and go be a starter somewhere? Or do I gut this thing out and come in here and compete? But, uh, you know, I think he's got good stuff. I think it's just a matter of him growing up a little bit mentally. Uh, Switching gears to football recruiting. Uh, Lay out what is ahead of Mississippi State the next – month when it comes to camps and prospects on campus and maybe even what and what's the transfer portal timeline on when you can do what and still play and all that Steve well you you really you really got all summer you know it's like once you're in the portal uh you know 
May 1st, of course, was the deadline there. Once you're in the portal, you can still have immediate eligibility for this year. So anybody that enters the portal after that that doesn't have extenuating circumstances that will require a waiver from the NCAA will be eligible to play this year. And so state's got a couple spots to work with, and uh, we'll kind of see how things develop. And, you know, what I'm hearing now basically is it's best available. You know, it's not going to be a situation, okay, we have to go get an offensive tackle. We have to get a safety. Uh, we're going to go out there and look for the, the, the two best available players that make them a better football team this year. So you'll see some official visits. You'll see some things like that. But uh, I think ideally you'd love to get those guys, you know, in school for the first session of summer school so they have the opportunity to go through the full complement of the off-season conditioning workouts with Tyson Brown and his staff. But uh, you know, that could go into the second session. You know, bringing a guy in the first uh, session of fall camp and expecting that guy to contribute this year. There's just so much to learn, and they're so far behind on the learning curve if they've missed all those meetings of the summer. But uh, And then you got the June camps coming up, and there, there's probably a half dozen guys right now that are ready to commit to Mississippi State. They just need to go through the camp and kind of get the seal of approval, if you understand what I'm saying. It's like there's a guy named Kelly Jones in Clarksdale, Mississippi, I absolutely love this guy. I think he is an SEC athlete all the way. And I'm I'm actually kind of surprised his offer sheet isn't more extensive than it is. But I think it's a matter – it's a kid that's an athlete playing quarterback because he is the best athlete on the team. you got to get him in camp, see how he runs, see how he can cover. I think he's a safety uh, on the next level, and State's going to be very bullish on safeties this year. You're losing a lot this year to graduation. So uh, I think that's the guy you could see come in in June – put together a good camp show and it'd probably be Mississippi State commitment. But uh, there's a lot of guys kind of similarly situated. They just need to get them in camp, see how they absorb coaching, kind of be around them, see how they move out there on the field. But, you know, they've got some things, I think, that are kind of on the green. It's just a matter of seeing these guys in camp. I think it's a good year in state. I don't think it's a great year in state. There's a lot of guys like that that are just kind of elite athletes that maybe don't have a true position yet. So you got to go work them out and kind of see where they fit. Uh, I've got 30 seconds. Do you agree that this staff needs to step it up in recruiting and in the transfer portal? Well, I think they've done pretty good in the transfer portal so far, but that's an incomplete. You know what I'm saying? I think you've got to finish these last couple spots and get some guys that can, at the very least, be two deepers and, and make a contribution this year. But, uh, you know, this year I think defensively you can do really well in state, but the offensive skills got to come from out of state. That's where I think state's really got to step it up is you got to make sure you're stacking offensive skill because this offense is so predicated on wide receivers and, you know, and quarterbacks. And so don't have your quarterback yet, don't have a wide receiver committed yet. So, you know, we'll see how things go. But, you know, it's still early in the process, and I think business will definitely pick up in the month of June. Okay, well, I got a question then. So I, I was reading your bones on Gene's page, 247 Sports or somewhere, and, and, and like, they're targeting a guy in the, maybe the Houston area that's a running back that's, like, 5'8", 170. I, I just yeah, – I get that that worked for Leach from 02 to – 08 at Texas Tech. Is that the wrong approach, Steve? See, I don't think so when you consider what you already have on the roster. You can't have a you know a backfield full of those guys. But when you look at, you know, Bull Hargrove, you know, he is that big physical, you know, between the tackles type guy. So now you go out and try to find a complimentary back. And so I think I don't think Seth is the guy that, you know, touches it twenty five times a game. I think he's just the piece they don't have right now. And I think that's really what you're doing is you're managing your roster kind of based on what you have and what you're missing. And I think that he is a guy that fits what they want to do 
but I don't know that he could be maybe the primary back, maybe like you know, Jaquavius Marks is. And I think that he's a guy that a uh, little bit undersized, but a little bit better foot speed. But, right. And then when you pair Hargrove, I think you feel a little bit better about that decision. But I would think this day and age you can find, because of the talent in the Sun Belt, let's go all the way from Texas down over to Georgia, down to Florida, that you can identify a guy that's 5'11", 180 in that spot, and that they're a dime a dozen. Am I wrong? Well, maybe. Maybe they are a dime a dozen, but I, I don't know that they have this guy's unique skill set. Not to mention, this guy's got four years of eligibility, and you know, if a guy can't play in the Sun Belt, he can't play here. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll leave it there. Steve, appreciate your time today. Thanks, man. See you. Jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. Steve Robertson on the Corona Premier Guest Line. The show is brought to you by Kinetic Staffing. Kinetic Staffing will help you add talent to your business roster. Kineticstaffing.com. That's what you want to do. That's what all the teams that you follow want to do. High school, college, NFL. Load the boat with Kinetic Staffing and what they can do for your company. And they've worked with law firms, CPA firms, businesses throughout the Southeast and the country. When you're trying to identify and load the boat with more talent, kineticstaffing.com. Alan Lang and the crew will get the right people on the field. Find your talent you need to achieve excellence. Kineticstaffing.com. Legal and professional contract and career positions. Build your talent, bitch. Powered by Kinetic Staffing. Leverage their extensive talent network. Powered by KineticStaffing.com. All right, Blake, uh, lunch today. We've got a lot of different places we can throw out to our, our people. Salad Mookie's in Madison. Uh, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Madison and Rankin County. Brandon. B3. Bulldog Burger. Without a doubt. And we'll go Broad Street. I-55 North Frontage Road. A uh, great selection of sandwiches and burgers. And, uh, oh, that quesadilla that they have there is delicious. So try the wings or pizza at Salad Mookie's today. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone.